Are you ready? Um, yes, hold on. Wait. I'm in a bathroom because I'm at I'm with my boyfriend right now, but I just didn't want it to be no- loud, but I'm in a bathroom right now. So Okay. Just like Yeah. I'm about to just Just take your time. Yeah, just let me know whenever you feel like you're ready. Okay. I'm so nervous. <laughs> you're fine. You said it'll be edited, so No, okay. everything is edited. Like I edit everything. It's cool. Okay. Okay, so if I start to stutter, please. Yeah. <laughs> <Just get me. laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Hey, hi, hello, and what's up, everyone? It's your girl, Howard K, with another episode of Typical Podcast. I'm here with... Libby Lohan. Period. And we're going to get into some things today. But first, I would like Livy to introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Libby. I'm from the DMV area. Um, I am a hairstylist. I'm from Tacoma Park, Maryland. And I am a Black creative. That's, you know, <laughs> I'm here to, to basically, you know, enhance women to help them bring, you know, their beauty alive. Everybody's beauty is a different definition. So this is what I'm here to enhance. Everybody's beautiful and I'm here to help anyone. Okay, period, Livy. All right. So um, before we get into our topic for today, Livy, would you like to play a game? Yes, I would. Okay, so um, we're going to play Eliminate One Out of Four, Hairstylist Edition. And, mm. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, basically, what you have to do is just, um, you're going to eliminate, uh, okay, let me reset that. Basically, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, you can't, you can't, you can't. Basically... I'm going to um give you four different hairstyles and you have to l- eliminate the one that you wouldn't want to wear. Okay. All right. So, um braids, wigs, um sew-ins and locks. Oh, locks. It's too stationary. It's too permanent. It's too this is what I'm giving. It's, you can't switch it up like for how you want it to. So locks. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't eliminate locks. Okay. It's too much. Sometimes it's too much of a rough stage that people go through. Well, this is from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, locks is for all textures. I believe it's for all textures, but mm, it's just not my it's not my functionality. I wouldn't do it. I feel you. <laughs> I feel like everybody has I don't know I think like last year everybody went through like a lock journey or like cutting their hair off journey I don't know what was mm-hmm. in the air in the moment but I was thinking about getting locks like when I want to um grow my hair back out I was See, thinking about doing that that's the same thing every time when I feel like you know I'm over weaves or braids I'm like locks I'm gonna lock my hair up but the type of person I am I like to switch it up I can't just have this this one hairstyle just, just stuck to me. I can't. I know a lot of people, you know, once they want to, once they cut off their hair, they want to grow locks, but then they eventually they comb it out or they mm-hmm. get a weave on top of it. It's very... <laughs> or don't wear wigs with it. I feel like it's kind of versatile now more than ever. Like before yes. it was very stationary. Yes. 
the fact that and I do I do apply wigs onto trends mm-hmm. so I definitely know that it's very versatile but I just wouldn't do it I wouldn't I feel you <laughs> okay so today's topic is um black hair stylist which is why I got Livy here and basically um I wanted to talk about just being the modern black hairstylist like there's so many things that go on and it's like way different than it used to be um back in the day where you would go to a salon now you go to individuals who have their own mm-hmm. little suites and stuff Correct. so I would really want to hear more about that so like my first question for you, Livy, is um, what made you want to get into hair specifically? Or actually, you do uh, more than hair, right? Um, I Yes, I also specialize in eyelash extensions, but I want to focus on weaving so that I can perfect my craft. I'm all about learning and growing. Whatever. Every time I look at a hair video, I'm looking at what I could have did better. So... Mm. Yeah, I want to focus on one thing. I don't want to. I don't want to have too many. I don't want too many things to go on. I just want to specialize in this weaving, perfecting my craft, installations, melting, getting the lace to look right, make getting the lace to to match your skin complexion, all of that. Yeah, that's really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you don't want your scalp to be orange and you and you know you brown, right? <laughs> or to give like a red off off tone. No, you want it to match to the teeth. So what made you get into it, like, um, that as a profession? Um, so I started doing hair about the age of 12, 13. Um, what made me get into it was I had an older sister. She used to do our, my sister and I hair. Um, she would always do a halfway and not finish it. She would be like, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and finish. Or I'm going to finish after, like, you know, oh, two hours. I feel that. That's she never came she never came back to me. <laughs> so, you know, me being young, you know, the creativeness of, be- of being a child, I look, used to look myself in the mirror and like, you know what, I'm going to finish it myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do it myself. Once I started tra- like doing my hair myself, I started to feel a little better. You know, you look good when your hair is done. You feel good when your hair is done. Yeah. So I started getting that feeling a lot. When I started doing my hair, my sister used to laugh at me. It's like, girl, that part is not this. That part is not straight. That one cornrow is so big, you know. But I took it in as you know something for me to do better next time. I used to have two mirrors in front of me, one behind me, one in front of me, so I can make sure that these parts are clean and, and cut straight. Um, I, I love making women feel better, not only women but men as well, because I do, you know, sometimes do male braids and cornrows. Yeah. But I love the feeling of when they get up off my chair. It's different when you walk into an environment and you don't feel good about yourself. And when you leave, you feel better. Like you can see yeah. the joy in people. You can see their little smirks, their smiles come alive. They're the laughing confidence in the mirror. Is crazy. The confidence is, is, I love the confidence that I bring to people. Because mm-hmm. most people don't even know they have it until they get their hair done. So That's going, true. Oh. <laughs> yes. When you have your hair, your, hair, your makeup done. Your and... hair is your crown. It's on top of your head. Yeah. Wear that crown boldly. Very boldly. I love that. Wow. Thank you. So what is it like being a, a stylist like nowadays um, in comparison um, to like working at a salon? Being a stylist, you definitely got to put in the work. You cannot skip that. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the promotion. You got to put in the work, put in, show your work, show what you're about. It's hard because it's like you got these other other stylists looking at you 
It's like sometimes you won't even get the support you need. Sometimes you don't get the encouragement. I definitely believe an encouragement from a stylist, from another stylist is important. Mm. You know, sometimes I see girls on Instagram and, you know, they're just beginning. Sometimes they don't have that confidence to be like, you know, this is my work and, and post, you know, repeatedly so that they can get that recognition. But I, I'm the one that'll comment under your picture. Keep going, baby girl. You got this. This looks good. This is great. Keep going. And, you know, one stylist actually reached out to me. She was like, you know, I really needed that. I wasn't confident in my work. But coming from me, it felt better. And sometimes, you know, I would look that look for that within other stylists. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sometimes I don't get that. It's actually very hard to find that, especially now. And like in the DMV, you know, mm-hmm. I always see like there's not really a lot of um, togetherness, you know. Correct. I feel like I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree it's very much divide and conquer here, which is like not mm-hmm. good. Like other regions have so much um, notoriety, mainly because they they support each other. Like they always promote each other's stuff. And it's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's actually very interesting to see more strangers support you than yeah. like your own people. It's yeah, it could be really crazy, yeah. especially if if it's somebody who isn't even in your area that's promoting um, what you got. Mm-hmm. And yes, you wouldn't I, even know it. Correct. I definitely feel like I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It's some statuses that I'm like, okay, I know her. I grew up with her. I went to school with her. She do hair. I do hair. Why not? Let's do something together, you know? Let's mm-hmm. let's collab. But it's more so of, okay, she's getting good. I don't want to say nothing else to her. Let me leave it alone. Let me do mine and do better type, you know? Yeah. It's not more of a together, like you said, togetherness. I don't feel that with these other stylists, but I'm going to always be the, the, the different one that's going to keep telling you, keep going, your work looks nice, I'm going to like your pic, I'm going to like your video, I'm going to comment on your video, it's never no shade, because I'm all about growth, if you can teach me something, I can teach you something, and we'll both get better. Right, and we'll grow, and like eventually, right. like, you know, everybody eats, you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of space at the table. Yeah, see, my whole thing with, with being a stylist, I believe everybody's methods are different. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does the same thing. And I feel like your method may be different from mine and you might hit a spot that I was weak in. So it was like, I can get better, but it's like, you don't want to show me for real. You just want to keep your talents to yourself, which is fine, which is cool because I believe that, you know, everybody has to work hard to get whatever they want. You have to work hard. You have to keep going. You Like, but I just, I definitely feel that void sometimes with stylists. Like, well, we're not together. I feel like the thing about being a stylist is that like, there's many different hair types mm-hmm. i mean of course you got like you know 3a 3b 3c all of that but you mm-hmm. know i feel like there's like a sub a subtype of those because you know there are people who got like a little bit less coarse hair but it's not like all the way 4c but it's not exactly 4b either and i feel like i don't know as a stylist it it can be very difficult um because some people are really good at like doing more loosely textured hair other mm-hmm. people are um better at doing more coarse hair because you know they might have that type of hair Correct. you know so I feel like there's always space for people in that realm but I feel like 
you um nowadays the problem is that like a lot of people don't know how to specialize in different hair types hair type yeah they just know one hair type and one method and they think it applies to everything which is not yeah i definitely agree not all hairstyles is for everybody everybody it's like doing eyebrows like every eyebrow is different you have to structure it differently you got to cut the you got to cut the cap differently you got to do use different you know materials some people might be allergic to certain lace glues so you know you have to find what that suits them everybody's complexion is different you have to find what suits that customer at that moment what is it like um having this as a trade versus going the the traditional nine to five route like what made you want to do this instead of um like no as a trade i feel like it's more room for me to fix my wrongs, fix whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I did, I, I'm doing wrong and to learn more. As a nine to five, I'll feel more robotic. It doesn't give me that leeway that it gives me now as a trade where um, I'm not on nobody's time, I'm on my time. Um, I right. definitely feel like, yeah, it gives me, it gives me more leeway to mess up because not, not to mess up necessarily mess up, but it gives me more, more leeway to learn. Okay. I would feel like it would be the opposite um to be honest yeah because i was thinking okay if somebody is like um in a trade and they're like a entrepreneur versus um working a nine to five it's more so like you always have to be on game you always have to like work you don't have like days off type stuff to me that's what i keep hearing like you know um you don't really take because you're like so invested in on what you're doing right now for yourself, you know. You have to surround yourself around other creatives. You can't necessarily um Yeah, definitely surrounding yourself with other creatives as well. But I believe the the what how, who I already surround myself are already creative. That's okay. why I didn't yeah, yeah, are already creative. So it was like sometimes when I feel like I have an idea, I express it to them, then they give me their feedback. But um I feel like Versus having a nine to five, I wouldn't even go back to it. I haven't had a nine to five since March, 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't had a nine to five since March, 2020. That's when I put my trust in my work and my in my brand. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to conquer. This is the way that I'm going to eat. If I don't work hard, I'm not going to eat. So it's like, I have to work hard. And sometimes when it's more so of like, a t- like a talent, it comes naturally. It's like, I'm not forcing it. Sometimes people put their put their sometimes some people will quit their job to do something that they're not really passionate about. When you have passion for something, it doesn't ever feel like work. This doesn't feel like work. Sometimes I get excited. I'm like, I want to get creative. I want to do somebody's hair today. I feel like doing somebody's hair today. You doing somebody's hair, you get the joy even out your chair and you see a different person mm-hmm. and you're not really worried about the money, but you still get it though. So it's like so this is something you would like, like basically do for free. That's and you made a business. I would do hair for free, yes. I would, and, and that's something that I definitely do plan on working on in the future. You know, I want to work with, you know, adolescents where, you know, I'm helping them feel beautiful about themselves. I'm doing their hair. I definitely don't mind doing back to school drive, you know, doing, you know, young girls hair to go back to school or mm-hmm. just, you know, doing some girls hair to make them feel more beautiful. Right. Like to improve the community and everything. Yes. So you talked about like everything that's, um, that, 
that motivates you to want to um, do hair, like the great parts. But what's the hardest part of the job? Like, did you ever my, have my, my clients? clients, my clients, okay. the vibes, gotcha. them questioning my prices, questioning my worth, Ooh. you know, them not following directions, them not reading the simplicity okay. of reading the FAQ. <laughs> Okay, let's get into that because, because you, you know one thing, mm-hmm. one complaint I always hear on Twitter is, oh, these hairstylists, this girl's um, making me spend $200 mm-hmm. for um, five braids on my head, and I, I even came, what, five minutes late. Now she's charging me a $50 fee. Like, <laughs> I saw a post, this girl was like, my hairstylist asked me to go get rubber bands and I came 15 minutes late, she charged me a late fee. <laughs> yeah. But no, I understand it. So, okay. um, <laughs> my clients has been sometimes the worst because their vibe entering the room sometimes, you know, their hair is not done. They don't feel beautiful and it comes off. It comes off. And I'm a person that runs off a vibe. Sometimes I like to give, you know, certain clients that safe space where you come in here, you know, you're doing, you know, you come here to get your hair done, the self-care, you're going to feel beautiful afterwards. So I like giving them that piece. If they want to talk, I'll talk. But if they come in there with like, you know, a little attitude or, you know, just not really feeling it. I had a client where she came in and, you know, she was going through some problems with her boyfriend and I definitely felt the vibe. She kept the conversation short. I kept the conversation short as well because I didn't want to intrude. I didn't want her to feel like that that incident that she just came from, it was still there in the room. I wanted right. her to give a, a different space, different environment, a different vibe. Um, but yeah, these customers be going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they so, sometimes, they would like question me about yes. my pricing. Can you get um, into that? Like more into that if you don't mind me asking because I always... I, I always want to hear like the other side's perspective. I always hear about um clients, customers expl- um being upset. But how do you feel about my that? number one thing is to represent my brand. No okay. matter what. I don't ever try to come at customers no matter where they come at me. I always try to interact with them in a way that the solution is there. Like there's mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a solution to every problem. Um I had a customer where she was just you know, questioning my prices. I'm African, I'm Cameroonian. And Africans okay. have a thing where they feel like, oh, yeah, my sister, let's go. Let's do my hair mm-hmm. for free. No, because I have to eat as well. So, you know, that becomes a problem. Time, time is a problem as well because, um, you know, some people feel like when they have a relationship with you, they don't have to work on your time. They don't have to book. They can just come in. Hence my mother. <laughs> my mother feels so she's just walking my seat anytime. Like, mom, I have clients today. You can't do that yeah um they don't sometimes they don't respect their time so i have to definitely emphasize that some people don't even like reading some most of the questions that i'm asked is on my booking week oh you know i pay for this app monthly so you ask me something that i post i strategically verbatimly verbatim everywhere is verbatim like I, I, I make it's sure that everything is understandable mm-hmm. and quick and easy. It's not even too much for you to read. Um, <laughs> it, it, this goes on and on. But I always just try to make everything. I have to understand that, you know, sometimes when you're quickly booking, you're, you're, you're skimming. You're not even reading, but you're skimming. You're just, yes, 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 no. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. And some it's, it's, it gets hard or frustrating, you know. Sometimes I, I even second guess myself. I'm like, you know, is it too hard for me? Is, am I doing much in this booking link? Am I doing less? Do I need to put more things on for, people, for them to understand? 
But you know what? Sometimes some people just choose to be them. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people. <laughs> I because I just I was upset because my stylist didn't uh, reach out to me, and I had like the times mixed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, why aren't you reaching out to me? So I went through like. I DM'd her on her Twitter. I DM'd her um, on Instagram. Oh, you wanted them? No, I didn't know. <laughs> it's I didn't okay. Know she had a number it's on her okay. website. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I didn't know she had a number. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know. But like, I didn't come at her disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. I was just like concerned. You were looking I'm... for a quick response. You were looking yes, for a quick response. Yes, I'm just one of those people. Quicker. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you should definitely, whenever you reach out to you know people that does are like you know do certain things I feel like um you should give them a time span to to respond because you don't know how much you know messages they're getting or what they're doing or or what they're going through I always give them a 24-hour span before you know officially booking ask the questions that you need to ask but always go to their booking link because nowadays most people they put everything on their booking link they want the less questions the quicker you'll book so yeah everything's easy on the booking link you just go read. i didn't know that i was thinking everybody <laughs> everything was on her instagram so when i didn't see like you i didn't alarmed. See, yeah i didn't mm-hmm. see one of the i didn't see that she said um reach out to this number mm-hmm. until after my situation then she actually put her number on her instagram so i was like good because now i know yeah. on her styling um instagram so i was like okay cool because I was definitely confused about that, but like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's just reading and just have patience. Everything yeah. isn't gonna just be there, but it's there. And whatever's not there, you just ask. And I'm pretty sure if it's not there, nobody would have a problem, you know, responding to the question. Right, right. I'm also really happy, like, um, just uh, with stylists in general, just having that type of patience to even be nice when you um, respond back to somebody after doing certain things. Cause I know some customers, um, some clients can be very um, rude. Yes. Um, just when something my doesn't thing, go their way. Yes. My thing is all money isn't good money. And I'm picky and choosy Ooh. about my customers. You know how you're picky and choosy about people that do your hair? Mm-hmm. I'm choosy about their customers because not everybody's gonna be able to sit in this chair. And, and, and poison me with their bad attitude or nothing, none of that, no, or judgments, none of that. I, I'm very choosy about who I do, who I provide services to. I don't believe that everybody should should have the honor of, of sitting in my chair. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's an honor because that's number one, that's trust, that's automatic intimacy. You have to trust somebody for them to touch you. So it is, and for me to touch them. Yeah especially your hair so um can you like um go into detail about um what what styles that you do because i know you do um wigs but do you do other um styles as well yes i specialize in weaving frontals closures traditional installs that's you know your traditional apart that style with your natural hair that style flat iron or curl Mm -hmm. um i also do versatiles uh, sewing versatile where the majority of your hair is left out and um you know you're able to put in the ponytails it's great for exercising i also specialize in weaves over dreads where i'll sew their dreads down corn rub it down sew it down put on a ball cap and you know apply the wig on mm. i also do <laughs> so i wanted to get out of my comfort zone my best friend um, 
introduced me to like doing some like simple cornrows. See them cornrows? I do. I definitely oh. do that. Yes, I call it the Alley Baby Special. Ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> I call it the Alley Baby Special. It's cornrows. Definitely that, but I gave it a try and I fell in love with it. It was something new to me, so I also wanted to get out of my comfort zone and try something new. Y'all hear that, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen and dems, non-binaries? Yes. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Yes. I okay. don't judge nobody. Everybody, well, not everybody's welcome in my chair, but all genders welcome in my chair. All right. But only good vibes, positive vibes. Only. Period. <laughs> Actually. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, you say only certain. Well, you. I think you kind of answered it. You said you um, only let certain people, or you only allow certain people, um, to be in your chair. So, um, would you ever do wigs or styles on someone of a different race? I don't mind at all. White, black, <laughs> Hispanic, Indian. I, I don't mind at all. I don't mind doing different race hairs because I also give me the practice that I need on different hair types, textures that you said before, you know, 4C and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done people with very, very fine straight hair as well. That gives me the practice of me cornrowing. That gives me the practice of learning their hairline and knowing how to apply the cap on their hair. And I definitely feel like that's, that's, it's, it's a way for me to learn. By okay. all means, it's a way for me to learn. So you don't consider like, well, I don't know about wigs necessarily, but like if a a female person rapper like Bad Baby came into like sit in your seat in your chair and stuff, would you like feel some type of way because of like everything that's been going on about like cultural appropriation, all that type of stuff? Would you feel some type of way about that? Wait, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it like that necessarily unless I feel offended. Okay. And I wouldn't feel offended unless it was more of a negative imitation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I know, you know how you people mean. try to copy Black people and then do it in a, a weird way where you're just like, girl. Yeah, like, what? like a Kim Kardashian type, you know, when she had them braids. Like, would you ever do something like that? I don't mind. I don't mind. Girl, you want you want to experience these cornrows? Come on, come experience it. Come see. All right, got you. Yes, I don't mind. Do you um prefer needing a team when you do people's hair, or would you rather do things by yourself? Uh, when I first started in my mother's house, I used to get my sister to cornrow my customers' hair as they come in. Sometimes, when I would overbook, that extra help. I would love that extra help and the like, you know, just cornrowing my customer's hair so that by the time I'm done with this person, boom, hop in. I definitely would love it. Two heads are better than one, but mm-hmm. if I had to do it by myself, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing it by myself. I've been doing it by myself this whole time. I don't mind. I know I plan the way I plan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I do the things I do, so I don't mind doing it by myself. Be better than one. So, like, in the future, would you ever, like, want to have, like, your own salon? Like, any um, big future plans like that? So, right now, I have a suite. I do have my own suite. I do Mm -hmm. plan on expanding in the future. I do definitely want to have 
my own salon where I'm having different up and coming hairstylists where I give them a chance to, you know, let them see themselves grow and be in a different environment where everybody's doing what you're doing and you're working your hardest. I would love to have that, like, you know, somebody doing lashes, somebody doing hair, somebody doing nails. I would definitely love that. I would, I definitely want to have that definitely plan in the future. I love that. That's really nice. So like lashes, nails, hair. Yeah. Maybe somebody get a massage. I don't know. Yes, that massages, teeth whitening. Right. The girl does Just it all. The so ultimate brows. Spot. Yes. The opening spot, like a one stop shop. I want to definitely have that. I have a one stop shop in the future. I'm gonna have it. I'm, it's gonna happen. Manifest it. It just yeah. takes strategic time planning, <laughs> discipline, sacrifice. Yeah. It's gonna happen. And finances. And finances. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your um, favorite style to do on people? Bust down, middle part, just like. Not the bust down. <laughs> bust down. All right, when I go to Atlanta, I'm coming to you. I'm not in Atlanta, I'm in Maryland. No, I'm saying when I go to Atlanta for my trip. Oh, I'm coming okay, to you yes, for that. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yes, bust yeah. Down, bust down, little like <laughs> Yeah, or Miami. Just saying. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. Um, my last question is: What are some tips that you have for someone who wants to break into the industry for um doing hair? Put in the work. Don't give up. There's sacrifices mm-hmm. you're gonna have to make. But of course, sacrifice comes before success, even in the dictionary. Um, keep going, keep going. Don't feel like you need certain certain people won't support you. Certain people that you feel like should won't. But just keep going. Don't ever let anything stop you. Keep going. Stay focused. Have faith. Always trust God. I'm God fearing. So Me I gotta too. put God in there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. No, I'm gonna try to God too. I don't play that. I don't need yes. the pistols. It's cool. <laughs> exactly. They people keep trying to put it on the stones, but it's God. But yeah, yeah I definitely keep God first. Keep going. Don't give up. If you feel passionate about it, keep doing it. Keep doing it so you'll perfect it. So Period. you'll perfect it. Oh, I actually have another question. No problem. Just a follow up. Um. Mm-hmm. Have you seen like a difference in the way people treat you now versus before? Um, like when you're starting your um when you started becoming a hairstylist versus now, um, as you like have a lot more growth, have you seen any differences in like maybe friendships, relationships with different with um people? Because I know you mentioned like you have some people who feel like they could just um have some type of um discount just because you know they know you, mm-hmm. but um. What are some other differences? Have people treated you differently since then? I, like, I feel like um, as I begin to grow with my work, mm-hmm. um, the people definitely do treat me better because it's like they want to keep this relationship so they can have like a great stylist. Which could, <laughs> but I definitely feel I feel like people you know better now. I feel like my work is speak for itself. So right. it's like when you see somebody with some good work, you'll be like, "Hey, girl, what's up?" Like. You you wanna you wanna be around people that's doing good. Right. I definitely feel like I feel um I'm being treated differently because my work is getting better. Do you feel like there's any like fake energy whenever um that's switched 
when that on um, that switch up first started, did you feel like anything fake all of a sudden? Um, yeah, I feel like it's fake energy. Like at first, when you comment on my work and you say it's good and you used to post me, but it's like now that your friend don't like me and you see this work and I'm posting it, you just you just can't you have to like it, but you can't repost it because it's like you already was talking bad, so it's just like. You know, that's that mix up. Yeah. <laughs> that's that mix up. But <laughs> I yeah, understand. I mean, <laughs> no, I completely understand. That's that mix up. It's just mm. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Well, thank you so much, Livy, for being uh, my second guest. Um, for Black History Month I really am happy that you reached out to me I I really hope and pray that your um your business and your brand grows and it thrives um after this episode and yeah um thank you so much of course it's an honor to be on your podcast Oh my gosh, don't say that. No, it you is. Me black. It is because hey. I feel so special when I reached out to you. I was like, let me just go ahead and just reach out. I don't know if she'll even select me, but you know, you responded back. I love that you responded back. You gave me that time. I feel like this is this is a time where, you know, everybody that's growing at least deserves a chance. Yeah. A chance at something. Let us let us at least be able to show you and have a conversation and let you see what where our heart is at for black entrepreneurs. Definitely. You get the chance. So I, I definitely thank you for giving me a chance to be on your podcast. Thank you for reaching out, girl. You're the one who started it. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. So um now it's time for you to plug yourself, you know, put all the social medias that you want out there. Yes. My name is Libby Lohan and I am a DMV stylist. My Instagram is Libby Lohan. My hairstylist page is live.looks, L-I-V dot L-O-O-K-S. And my question for you is, are you looking or are you booking? My work speaks for itself. Her. Follow me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Her, I love to hear and love to see it. As always, you could listen to this podcast, the typical podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify. Apple Music coming soon because you know I got my MacBook now. Yay! Yeah, and you can follow me on Instagram at as told by period Howa H A W A. You can follow the follow the podcast Instagram T Y P I C E L P O D on Instagram, and Twitter's coming soon. That's about it. Uh, happy Black History Month! We got one more guest after this to kick off the rest of the month. So yeah, thank you, Livy, once again, and. I hope y'all have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.